Hello, I'm Gilda Wabbit. And I'm Sydney Hampton. Oh, wait, this is what we Oh, wait, this end. isn't the intro. Yeah. Teehee. Hello and welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about love, sex, and relationships. I'm Sydney Hampton. I'm Gilda Wabbit. How are you? Um, Sydney, I'm really quite good right now. How's work? How how is how is that? How is work going? Work's going great. I will tell you, I I was really frustrated last year, sort of starting in July through to like November. I was like, wow, finances suck. Yeah. Um, I I went from seeing my therapist every week to seeing my therapist every other week, mm-hmm. which is allowing my therapist ideally would like but yeah. like i was like i can't afford to see you four weeks a month um i told my personal but luckily my personal trainer is like a sliding scale thing but like these things that i was i was taking on that were not like always fun but like they felt like good for myself like mm-hmm. i'm taking care of my body i'm taking care of my mind and then i was like well fuck now i can't like do that as well but december january now into early february is when we're recording this things have turn around a little bit. Things are looking a little better. And it's the winter months still. It's not even like the busiest months of the year. Mm -mm. So I'm very, very grateful. I even had a little extra money and bought myself Minecraft. So I've been playing Minecraft. Gilda, you did not tell me that you've been playing Minecraft. I love it. We could... Gilda, you know I have it on every single platform. I have it on PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. I have it on Switch. We can... We can play together. Can we have a, a Love Bites realm? Oh my god. A would... Love Bites realm? So Champagne's been playing. Champagne's my roommate, also at She's Champagne. She built the fucking moon. <gasps> she built the moon? She built the fucking moon in, creative in the sky. Mode? In creative mode. Yeah. In the sky. And it's like one of the most beautiful creations I've ever seen. Are you a survival mode girl or a creative mode girl? I'm both. Yeah, same. Yeah. I love, I love playing a PvP, but... It's also like two like the, the the weapons mechanics don't always make sense to me. Yes. Um. So m- sometimes I just like to get really really high. Wait, should we build like a big compound in a PvP server? I would do that in a heartbeat. I love it. I would do that in a heartbeat with you, Gilda. Are you kidding? I love it. Who else plays Minecraft? Are we all gonna play Minecraft together? If you want to play Minecraft, if you want to join a server with me and Gilda, <laughs> please please at us at Gilda Wabbit at the Sydney Hampton and let us know. We will play Minecraft with you. I am so excited. Oh my god, I have to learn how to build the Love Bites logo in blocks. We can do it. Hey, 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 we can do it. I know, I'm and it's, excited. Isn't it? It's Apex? pixel art. It's pixel art. I know. We've got it. Oh, that's our producer, May. Thank you, May. Yay! Oh my god, Slay. Okay. It. I love Minecraft! I'm going to end up playing too many hours into Minecraft. Well, I will tell you, I want to be really clear with you. I go through strong phases. No, I get that. So I'll play Minecraft solid for like a month, and then I won't touch it for three months because I'm going through my reading phase, and then I'm going through my horror movie phase, and then I'm going through my I don't do anything because I'm depressed phase, and then I'll get back to video games. Slay. You need to, I mean, you know you know, you can call me whenever you're having a horror movie phase because I, <gasps> I don't know if you know this about me. I love horror movies, Gilda. I had no idea. Yeah, I know. It's, it's I, I'm, I don't like to talk about it a lot. You know, you should really meet Sydney Hampton, who hosts Really Queer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Do you know what I just saw this week? Speaking what? of things we can talk about on this podcast, Infinity Pool. Everybody keeps telling me that I have to see it, and I'm I'm like, I want to go, somebody take me out to see it. Can I tell you? Gilda, take me out to see it. I don't think you have to see it. No? No. I think Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård were great. I think they made a meal out of the thinnest snack of a movie. Oh, really? Yeah. It was it was beautiful and interesting and so shallow. 
Really? Just like no depth. I hate that. Um, and like, I think, I think you, I mean, obviously I, I would assume you like Mia Goth, like we're like horror people mm-hmm. and she's like pussy. Mm-hmm. It really is a great role for her, but her and Alexander Skarsgård are like elevating the material well beyond what it actually has to say. Got it. Okay. Um, so it's interesting. It's fun. I think it should have been an it's hour shorter. It's no Pearl. It's no Pearl. It's no X. It's, and it's like, it's like. Brandon Cronenberg doing the same shit that people have been doing in film since the 70s. Yeah. So, like, it's not new. It's not fresh. It's just, like, cool because, like, Mia Goth is... Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård are naked. Do... If you do f- try to see it, wait until it's out of theaters and try to find the NC-17 cut because apparently you get to see hard dicks in that one. Because <gasps> um, when I saw it in theaters, did I get to see a lot of Mia Goth's titty and puss? Absolutely. She's so hot. But there were so many scenes where, like, clearly Alexander Skarsgård was getting, like, jerked off or fucking and, like, we saw no dick. It's such a. It's so. It's so. It's so. I don't know if it's. I don't know if sexist is the word that that like for the male gaze we get to just see tits and pussy all the time. But I want to see hard dicks. Yeah. And I deserve to see hard dicks. There is a scene. There. There was a lot of like kink imagery. Yeah. So like there was a scene, and but like none of it was done in like a sexy way. Mm. It wasn't like it didn't. It wasn't consensual within the storyline. Oh, gotcha. But like. Imagery-wise, there was a scene where Alexander Skarsgård was peeing on somebody, hot, and also there was a scene where Mia Goth was walking Alexander Skarsgård on a leash and he was naked. Hot. I. It was not consensual, but, you know, just the imagery outside of the film. I was watching and I was like... (sighs) Yeah, it's it's art, so you're allowed to find it hot. It's plot. It's plot. It's it's story. I watch porn. I do too. Um, Reddit. Uh, Reddit has gay porn with pot. Yeah, one of my favorite, one of my favorite little porn couples. Oh God, I wish I could remember their names, but they're like this gay couple who exclusively make porn together. But a lot of their like, the plots of their porn are like, hot top comes over, ties me up, and then takes the condom off, which like, in real life, is bad and horrifying. Yeah. But within the context of the video, knowing that they're like partners and mm-hmm. they make content together, and like this is what turns them on, I'm like, this is sexy. Yeah, no, that's absolutely consensual non-consent is horny. Yeah, that's like a way that they can engage in something that feels sexy and hot for other people too absolutely. watching. Yeah, and they can maybe get that out of their system before they go out and have sex where they don't have the condom taken off. Yeah, because that can be dangerous. It's true. Um, speaking of kink today. What are we talking about, Sydney Hampton? Uh, today, we are going to be talking about intimacy without sex, and we are talking about... Partner who is not into kink. Yes, and we get to go over a lot of... I mean, we go out, as usual, we're going to probably go out and... Um, Welcome to our TED Talk. Our, yeah, our TED Talks, and like have our own little personal anecdotes and whatnot. Um, yeah, because what are we unmedicated and probably have ADHD? Yeah, and, and grossly over-caffeinated <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Uh, so with that said, Gil, let's get into it. Yay! Our first question today, I am very excited to talk about, and I'll read it now. My boyfriend and I have been together just shy of two years. In that time, we've done a ton of experimenting with different kinks and different ways to have sex in general. I've always been on the kinkier side of things with plenty of past experience while he was a virgin before we met, and everything was very new to him. Luckily, He was very open to trying just about everything, but outside of relatively vanilla sex, he's yet to find something that he actually enjoys. This is fine with me. I still really enjoy having sex with him, but when I think about having a lifelong partnership with this person, I cannot help but feel that some part of me would be missing. How do you handle a relationship where you're compatible in every way but sexually? 
How do you come to terms with the fact that if you stay with that person you love, you might not ever be able to have a satisfying sex life? What do I do with my basement full of kink memorabilia? <laughs> um, so many questions in this question. I didn't read this question fully before. I read the I read the partner known a kink and got excited because kink. Yeah. Um, this is literally my. This is like my twenties. Yeah. With my ex husband. Yeah. Shout out to my ex husband. Like I was. This is a shout out to my ex. Yeah, literally. Like Ugh. he was. He was like a new. He was like a virgin whenever we met, and I was his first, and I was like, not like super experienced, but I was like way more experienced. You know, I was, I was sixteen having sex, and he was twenty two. Not he was like twenty two and having sex for the first time. So like, it can be it can be hard to find like what like kink can be difficult. It can be really hard to find kink because you also have to be comfortable. Um, with one exploring and then two comfortable with the person that you're exploring with and kink brings with it shame so they have to work through shame there's like a lot of moving parts that are going to go into this Um, but I think that I need to identify the questions here because there are so many so there's what they've been together just shy of two years they've experimented so they're clearly comfortable with each other yes Um, they've tried out all kinds of things but outside of relatively vanilla so that the partner is not into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they feel like part of them is missing if they don't have more kinky sex. Right. So that's important. And they're trying to figure out how to feel compatible with them still sexually. Yes. All right. I had to, like, condense the question. No, absolutely. Brain. I yeah. get it. Um, yeah. I, I made a joke about this on the last episode, but I am, like, the queen of, like, <laughs> being like, it's okay. Just quit. Like... I truly think, so it sounds like kink is very important mm-hmm. to you um, and that you feel like kink is like an important piece of who you are. And there are a couple of different solutions. Um, one, something that could really work here is a version of non-monogamy where you go and experience kink and practice kink with select people outside of your primary partner mm-hmm. um and that can be a challenging topic to discuss but if you want to sort of be fulfilled in your kink practice um i think that's something that you could ask to bring to the table and be like hey i really love you i am thinking about the possibility of us being lifelong partners and this is important to me can we have a conversation about me being able to express myself in a kink context outside of our relationship. That's a really good way to bring it up too, because you're putting it in the you're you're letting them know, because um, this might this might trigger some shame for them or insecurity that they're not enough for you, um, which isn't your fault or their fault necessarily. So you're saying, hey, I potentially want to be with you, lot like long term, and I could like I would like to make you like my primary partner. I want you to know that, like, I love you and I care about you very much. And to make, and I want to make this work. And to make it work, I'm trying to find ways that we can still give me what I need, even if getting what I need is outside of us, in a way. You know what I mean? So I think that that's a really good way to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. And, and especially because of the way that kink functions, mm-hmm. you can participate in kink without having penetrative sex yeah. or without having like what many people would call sex at all. Yeah. Um, and so call back to episode one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And um, I think that there are so many ways. And I think a lot of people, when it comes to non-monogamy, um, have concerns about emotional intimacy, have concerns about sexual health, um, have concerns about boundaries. And those are all like really tough conversations. But I actually think kink is one of the um, one of the ways that you can have a relationship outside of your primary partner um, that remains really clear cut because kink is so concerned with consent Mm -hmm. and drawing a clear idea of what is on the table and what is off the table. Um, And also kink is so often, and not all kink, obviously there's nuance and gray area here that I'm not going to go do a whole TED talk on. But I think so much about kink is about like doing the scene and then leaving the scene. And so you can like get into a headspace and find a specific kind of intimacy with this person and then also leave it behind and be like, thank you so much. This is what I was here for. Shake hands. Let's go. Um, so I would definitely approach that. Um, and then also I, I think it's really important. I I think we have a lot of conversations about relationships that delegitimizes the need to have our sexualities honored and fulfilled. Um, and also like that's part of that is because we live in a culture where like so much sex outside of like sex in order to make a child Mm -hmm. is considered gross or weird or not necessary. But there are plenty of us who want to do things that have nothing to do with having a child and they feel important and fulfilling to us. Um, And so there's also the conversation that could come up of like, maybe this is not the person for you to be looking to have a future with. I don't know how young or old you are. I don't know how intertwined you all are financially. Do you have children? Like, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I am trying to sort of get into my system. I've had three major breakups in the last, like, three years. And I'm trying to get into my system this, like, understanding of what do I want, what do I need? Can a person give that to me, like, are they compatible? Do they want the same things as me? And if they don't, I do not need to make myself small and shave off pieces of myself to fit into their life because me wanting to be whole and complete is not a negative to them or a negative to our chemistry or a negative to our love for each other. It is just the complicated nature of human relationship. And so if I say, like, if, if I were in your situation and kink were very important to me and it weren't happening... And that my partner didn't want to move or budge the needle on it at all in terms of, like, whether or not they learn to participate in it somehow or, like, they let me participate in other people. I might say, like, hey, this is really important to me. I really love our friendship. I really want the best for you. But I also want the best for myself. Yeah. And if I'm not able to receive the best for myself within this relationship, it is not something that I'm going to maintain. Yeah, it sounds like you're saying that, like, if they're not willing to compromise... Then it's a then it's a maybe time to walk away. Yeah, if if, if kink is like an extreme priority for you, like yeah, it's like a and high it sounds priority like it's, for you. It's, it sounds like it is a priority, like a at least a, even a decent priority long term. Over, trust me, I've been married. I was married for ten years. Like something that's that's maybe not the biggest deal over years and years of not getting it. Maybe that will become a big deal to you. Yeah, um, it compounds. So if it sounds like you both communicate really well. Um, right. They they are they've been willing to try things. So there's a clear there's scientific evidence here that shows they have tried, and it's not been for them. So maybe having a conversation that's like, hey, 
I this is this is clearly really important to me. We've tried, and it's not been something that you're super into. I still enjoy having and like be, being intimate with you in a way that you're comfortable with, and that's fun for you, which is more, um, more maybe maybe not use the word vanilla because I feel like that's got a negative con- connotation with it. But like in a in a more what's the word? What's a good word for that? Yeah, like if we're giving them advice on how to bring this up to their partner. I mean, I I would just say. You like to be intimate. You do not like to involve yourself in the kink that I like to involve myself in. Yeah, that's perfect. I still want to be intimate with you. I still have a really good time. I just yeah. also want to express this. Yeah. And so you can say, like, hey, we've tried this. It's not been for you. I still want to be intimate with you in a way that's fun and enjoyable for you. And for me, um, for both of us. Yeah. And, yeah. like, also, yeah. And you can, like, reiterate. And you're, 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 before you tell them something that might make them feel insecure, you're giving them the tools that they need and hopefully they'll use to then grapple with what you're about to tell them before they can, like, feel really, really shitty about it. You're telling them, hey, I have great sex with you. I enjoy it. I want to keep doing it. But I also have this other thing that I want. We've tried it. It's not worked out. And I would like to try this with other people. Is that something that we can explore? And then you guys can then have a conversation now or maybe later after you both had time to chew on it about what that might look like. Like, does that mean being in a polyamorous relationship does that just mean being open sexually does like are there certain things that they're comfortable with that maybe um are important to you so you can say yeah i'm happy to compromise on that and not do this one thing or whatever like there's a con- that's a conversation for you both to have and i think that it sounds like they are willing to have that conversation so yeah um best of luck to you both i hope it works out also yeah if you decide and if it it's okay if you decide to stay with this person and to leave mm-hmm. your kinky life actively behind, what do you do with all your kink memorabilia? You make a kink museum, baby. Yeah. Put it in your basement. Have a little glamour room full of all your kink stuff, and you can just sit there and be like, this is still part of me. Yeah. You don't have to, yeah, and that's something else, too. Like, if you have to, if you decide that that's what you want to do, <clears throat> which, again, personally, don't recommend, um, then, like, don't throw it away. Like, it's still important to you, and you can always, like, revisit it and, like, Maybe while you're cleaning the house and nobody's home, you could be like, I'm going to put on my little my, latex corset or my little. Yeah. And my pleasers. And I'm going to get my little, little crop and I'm just going to, I don't know, smack the cabinet and have a moment and get high on ammonia. So. Delicious. Yeah. Cute Gilda Wabbit running around the auditorium. And breaking her toe. Yeah. Oh, is that the number you were doing? Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm so sorry. Thank you. It's healed. Mostly. Um, so yeah, I feel like we, I feel like we actually like, answered that one yeah good job great work so far sorry it's tough yeah. um and um be a good person for mommy and do a good job communicating to your partner oh that worked for me actually i feel affirmed <laughs> um so yeah with that said let's take an ad break let's do it Hello everyone, it's Gilda Wabbit, your local neighborhood prep boy bunny, telling you about the Music City Prep Clinic, now open in the same building as Play Dance Bar. If you're looking for regular STI testing, HIV treatment, and prevention, you can go to 1101 East Washington Street to the newly renovated and opened Music City Prep Clinic right here in Louisville. Services are mostly free depending on your insurance, and you can access them regularly. Hours are now on their website. Hello and welcome back. Hi. Uh, our next question um, is an exciting one. It's intimacy without sex. My primary partner is asexual. 
This is very much fine with me, as we both see other people outside of the relationship. However, I find myself desiring physical intimacy with her as well. This isn't to say that I need her to have sex with me, but I would still like to be able to have that deeper level of intimacy with her. I find that the feeling of closeness from post-sex skin-to-skin cuddling isn't the same as the pajamas-before-bed cuddling. What are some ways that we can get that same level of closeness and intimacy without having sex? This is a really good one. Tough. Yeah. Uh, this is complicated. I think this is a good kind of callback to, like, the Lexapro situation. Yeah, that we talked about, yeah, yeah. Where sometimes it can be, um, like, you know, uh, I've been a person who at one time had a gender thing and did not want to have any sex at all because it made me feel um, really, really shitty. So I, like, did not want to have sex. But I still wanted to, like, feel close with my partner. Um, so we would pajamas and cuddle and watch movies or whatever. But I think with this one, your level of intimacy uh, clearly isn't necessarily enough for what you want. So let's explore what that might look like. Yeah, I I want to say I have never been in a relationship with a person who self-described as asexual. Yeah. Um, and I also know that like asexuality can sort of fall on a, a spectrum of ways that it manifests for people and how mm-hmm. they feel about sex. Whether they're like, no, I don't want to have sex, but it's fine that, like, it happens around me. Or, like, sex does not motivate me, but I will have sex with you because I'm close with you. Or, like, I am sex repulsed. Um, And so there could be many ways that your partner feels that we don't have the context for. So our solutions may not be the best solutions for you. But we are drag queens, so we believe in trying even when we're bad at something. Yep. So we're going to talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, the first thing that I thought about, um, that I think could be interesting is have, have you, so you talked about post-sex skin-to-skin contact versus pajamas skin-to-skin contact. Yeah. So what is your partner's level of comfort with, like, nudity and physical contact? Like, is this the kind of thing where you can say, like, hey, like, I know we don't want to have sex, I don't want to pressure you into having sex, but I would love to, like, be naked yeah. with you. Um, whether that's in bed cuddling or like, let's take a bath together, um, or let's shower together. Um, also if your partner doesn't want to be involved in any sort of sexual activity, like, like, or or they don't want to be sexually pleasured, what, is there a possibility that they would like want to be next to you while you masturbate or like participate while you masturbate in a way that doesn't involve them? Like, like them being touched, like, like, Mm -hmm. could they like touch your chest or touch your arms or like kiss your face while you're like masturbating? Like, would that be something that they would enjoy participating in or, or at least consent to participating in? Um, because it brings you joy. Um, cause let me tell you, sometimes all, all I need is like a boy to just like play with my tits while I touch myself and like tell me I'm pretty Ooh, yeah. Ooh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and and for many people that would not be considered sex. I would not consider it sex. Like that's not what I would call sex. But like no. it is sexual and it is intimate. And I also like being perceived while I am being sexual and then being told nice things about myself. Like that's mm-hmm. really affirming. So yeah. those are some like early thoughts that I have. Sydney. Yeah. Um. From from. Okay. So I have this. This. I'm gonna kind of. I'm gonna kind of go into once again my own thing. Tell us a story. So if I'm having uh any kind of sexual intimacy with anybody and um they're trying to get me off, oftentimes I can't get off. I have a lot of trauma and sexual repression that I'm like still working through in my 30s. Um, and 
that sometimes means that even though I'm having a great time, I can't come. And that's okay. It happens. So I still want to come, though. You know, everybody, most, most people want to, want to be able to get off. And if I'm able to, I'm going to try. Uh, but I don't want to just do it by myself. I'm not like, get the fuck out of my room so I can masturbate. I want you to lay on me. I want you to lay on my chest. Yeah. I want you to um, have, like, I want to be able to, like, see you still, you know? And, like, that's an intimate way that maybe you guys can engage. Have them lay on your chest and, like, maybe they're using their, their fingertips to, like, gently rub your nipples or right around your groin, like, in your cum gutters. What are those called? What are those called? Producer? <laughs> do you know what this, do you know what, like, this part of your body is called? You go to college. As a comm major. Okay. No, no we no don't idea. know. So just Google cum gutters and hopefully you'll figure it out. It's like it's like in between your abs. It's like around your abs. Just Google cum gutters <laughs> is wild advice. We have no idea. Wait, I'm going to Google cum gutters. Keep talking. I'm okay. going to Google cum gutters right now. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, you maybe like, that's a really, that's a really erogenous zone for me. Um, like during like oral sex, like kissing or like rubbing like your your lip or like your finger around the area is like very like one of those exciting uh moments where you're like your body starts to convulse a little bit um that can be great whenever you're like masturbating for someone to like play with that area that's a way that they can participate without having to engage with your genitals necessarily or like really close to them though so if they're comfortable with that maybe that's an idea come gutters yeah on google first result wiktionary um the analogy of an actual gutter on an occasion when a person ejaculates on their sex partners or their own or their own navel and the semen flows into the crease between the abdomen and the hip. Okay. Alternately, Urban Dictionary, the second result says, a person, usually a gay man, who loves getting cummed on or in. I have never heard someone, I've heard cum dump. Yeah. I've never heard cum gutter used in that way. No, not me either. Third result. Rick and Morty caused a massive spike on Google for a gross NSFW term. Um, for those who aren't already aware, Rick and Morty apparently used the term cum gutters in an episode. Slime. Um, them. It's literally the, the, the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth results are all about Rick and Morty. Oh my god. The first time I wore a crop top to play, one of the managers like looked at my, it was like staring at my like groin area. And like I was like, whatever, you know, I'm hot. Um, I'm just going to roll with it. But then they were like, I've never seen your cum gutters before. And I heard it and I was like, did you just say cum gutters to me? And it like shook me to my core. It was fine. So yeah, that's something that you can engage in. I also, I also think, and again, we don't know where your partner sort of falls on the ACE spectrum, but you may end up in a place where like, you want to be more intimate with your partner and your partner doesn't want that. Yeah. And like that. That can be frustrating. Yeah. But it sounds like you've already discussed, you know, we're, we're non-monogamous, we see other people, so you can get your intimacy met that way, and then you have to decide for yourself, well, if I cannot get this intimacy met, is it enjoyable for me to be left with desire? Yeah. Is it enjoyable for me to yearn and to pine and to not receive? Um, or is this something that is more frustrating than it is good and exciting? Um, and that's just like on an individual yeah. basis. Yeah. It's tough, but I think you're asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. And I hope that one of the, some of the things we talked about, oh, 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 yeah. another thing that we talked about earlier on this episode that you can do that is not necessarily sexual is get yourself involved in kink. Yeah. 
is get yourself involved in kink. There are ways to be intimate that are not about penetration, that are not about orgasm, that are not even about touching genitals. Yeah. That involves, that like, like, like kink covers. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, ways to be close. I mean, I think some people think this is gross, but I think it's really great. Ways to be close that are not sexual, being pissed on. Yeah. Like, like, like having someone, like feeling that warm fluid from their body is not inherently sexual. I love it, but it doesn't get my dick hard. It doesn't make me want to like come. It's just like feels close. It's it's a yeah. fluid from someone's body. It's warm. Often I'm doing it in the shower so like I can see their body and like they're beautiful and like that's nice. You know what I mean? That's really fun. Or like some people are re- really into like being like tied up. Like maybe you're like a rope bunny and like your partner could learn it's like shibari and like that can be really close and you can be fully clothed yeah. while you're doing that but still have their hands all over you and still feel the tightness of the knots and they could like give you the reassurance of like oh you're such a good such a good boy or a good yeah. girl being tied up like this um yeah i think kink is a great avenue as well if that's something that your partner um could be interested in or could facilitate for you. Yeah, and you know, kink isn't always about um, like necessarily like hypersexual kink either. I, I've I've learned that my, one of my kinks, it started off as a joke, and now it's actually like I'm like, wait a minute, is like praise kink. Yeah. Like somebody maybe they maybe they like maybe it maybe it is engaged in like a rope play or something or like some other kind of physical activity, and then they just tell you like how good you're being, or you know, you engage in an activity together. And it's it's close and intimate. Something else you can do too. I did this recently. Like like if if you all can lay either you know naked or like more naked than usual to where you're you're getting that physical skin to skin contact, and then playing a video game together. Yeah. That's intimate. That's it's not necessarily kink, but it's intimate. Um, you know, you can maybe uh, enjoy eating some like sexy foods. Strawberries are hot. I think eating strawberries in bed and, like, being naked can be hot because it's, like, a wet, loud fruit. And right. you can feed it to each other. And maybe when, that's intimate for you. When you're talking about not having sex but wanting to be physically intimate, I think you're talking about, like, sensuality, sensation, yeah. smells, heat, the physical touch of mm-hmm. skin. You all could massage each other. Oh, yeah. Like, that can feel great and be very non-sexual, but you still have the opportunity to, like, touch your partner's body and to be Mm -hmm. physically close and also to make each other feel good when it's not about genitalia. It's not about coming. It's just about, like, oh, our bodies are sore. We need to be rubbed. Yeah, it doesn't even have to. Because it's not not like you're actively trying to achieve an orgasm. You're trying to feel... You want to feel physically close and emotionally, as a result, close to your partner. Yeah. So maybe you two could get a book on... Like massage, like different kinds of massaging techniques, and then explore that together. The act of exploring that together is intimate, and then you get to execute what you've learned together, and like which is physically intimate. In phys- way. Yeah, physically intimate, and then you get to explore what ones you like the most, and you can tell them, "I, I love the way that that felt. Can you, can you like focus on that area of my body? Um, you know, my shoulder blades hurt, and then they can like really go in and like take care of you in that way." And then you're also getting to explore their body and they get to share with you what feels good for them. Maybe they really like their feet rubbed and it's not sexual in nature. It's just really, really intimate because you're caring for one another. That's hot. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff is emotionally hot to me. Yeah. 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 There's definitely like a, like a hot in a romantic way and not necessarily hot in like a sexy way that like is so great. Yeah. If, If somebody does like a, like a kind gesture, like if someone that I'm romantically involved in does like a kind thing for me. It's, I'm like, that's hot. And I don't mean that's hot, 
let's have sex necessarily. I'm like, that meant a lot to me. And I feel really close to you right now because right. you, uh, you, you saw that I needed something done and I came home and it was done. And that means a lot to me. Like that's, those are like ways that you can be intimate with each other. Um, and like can build like closeness too, and maybe help them feel more comfortable with maybe laying shirtless with you. Or something. I don't know the levels. There's a lot of information that we're... We don't have. That we don't have. Yeah, we're fucking guessing here, baby. Yeah. So, I hope this applies. Throw um, shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I think that this is a really good question, though. So, explore kink. Or don't. Explore massaging. Or don't. Explore sexy food play. Or don't. You know? Like, hopefully you'll find something, though, that works. And hopefully you can use what we've talked about. It's going to help you find what will work for you both. Yeah. Best of luck. Good luck. I'm proud of us. Episode four. Good job to you, dear listener. Is this episode four? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've been kind of eating it up. Baby, I can't count. I'm from Kentucky. I do math, not math. Oh my God. <laughs> no. We are, um, the, I want to, I want to make it very clear that Gilda's, uh, Gilda's opinions do not reflect that of Love Bites or the Really Queer Podcast Network. Yeah. Yeah. I can't afford hard drugs anyway. Oh my God. So true. Not in this economy. Not anymore. In this gig economy. Well, anyway, thank you all so much. My name is Gilda Rabbit. And I'm Sydney Hampton. And this has been Love Bites. <laughs>